This is Kenton Eldridge, partner and co-founder of Senate Capital. Join me in watching Kerry and Evan on Greater Good TV. Greater Good TV is proudly presented by Central Pacific Bank, fiercely loyal banking. Greater Good TV with your hosts Kerry and Evan Leong. Leaders inspiring leaders. A place where financial profit and social responsibility go hand in hand for Hawaii's greater good. Today's special guest is co-founder and partner of Senate Capital, Kenton Eldridge. Please welcome to Greater Good TV, Kenton Eldridge. Welcome to our show, Kenton. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Could you tell us where you were born and raised? I was born in New Hampshire and was raised in uh, New Hampshire, Connecticut, and Boston. And what brought you to Hawaii? And uh, I was working for Federated Department Stores uh, in New York and uh, received a call from a very good friend of mine who was a headhunter asking me if I'd be interested in working for duty-free shoppers in Hawaii. So how long were you with duty-free shopping? I joined duty-free in uh, February 1983 and I retired in May of 1997, so almost almost 15 years. Your career has taken you through 14 countries, you said. I have moved 14 times in my career. I think I've uh, probably I've worked in uh, seven countries. Which one has been your favorite so far? I enjoyed... It's a toss-up between Europe and Japan. I've uh, spent a great deal of time in Japan, duty-free, traveling there throughout my career and in 19 in uh, 1992 I was uh, uh, transferred or promoted to uh, Japan and uh, I moved to Tokyo and I was there for six years and I, I, I loved uh, Japan my wife and I thoroughly enjoyed it and still have many friends there. You had mentioned earlier that there was a volcano that erupted when you were managing that area so could you share with us that story? That's an interesting story when I came to uh, duty-free and I, I, they had many locations including Alaska and that's I told uh, the chairman that's one place I'll never go and of course it's one place I did go and at the time I, I left Hawaii became the president of the Alaska division in 1989 and at the time it was the largest airport operation that duty-free had and I'd been there about two weeks and uh, I had been asked to join the uh, public radio board and I was on my way to my first meeting and my car phone rang and uh, my assistant told me that a volcano has just erupted and I said well what's that mean? And it means they've closed down the airport and we're out of business. Anyway in the course of uh, uh, 18 months I had to downsize Alaska. Uh, it lost half its uh, volume in the first year and uh, it was a very, very difficult assignment because I think people in, in Alaska are quite similar to uh, um, people in Hawaii. They're very loyal and were very loyal, duty-free employees. And it was very, very difficult to either have to transfer them to other places around the uh, globe or to uh, um, retire them early, if you will, to lay them off. Very, very difficult. How long were you in Alaska? A year and a half. What was the greatest learning lesson you took out of that experience? You know, that's, that, that's a very good question. I think it's, it, it's important to really take care of people, those people that took care of duty-free for so long, to be able to, to take care of those people. And uh, even though it, uh, uh, we, we carried many people for a great deal of time, uh, duty-free was very supportive in my plan to retain as, 
as many people as possible, uh, giving them an opportunity to transfer to other places around the world if, and or we uh, put together very favorable packages for them and tried to find them other employment. So it was a slow process. So I think the learning lesson there is in, in a crisis it's important to take care of those people that took care of you and I think we by duty free uh, stood by them and did the right thing. Up next, Kenton tells of a call he received that changed his life. I uh, decided that I was going to join the reserves and uh, continue with my graduate school and uh, I took a series of tests and I received the telephone call saying that you scored a perfect score on the language aptitudes test. Do you believe anything is possible? I do. I work at Earthlink. I believe internet good can defeat internet evil. The world without spyware, viruses, or online identity theft. I believe in a place where our information can be safe. I won't stop fighting until we get there. We work at Earthlink. And we're making unbelievable things happen every day. It's time to start believing. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Order now and get Earthlink for $29.95 for six months. So where do you think we'll be 20 years from now? Be right here working on this lawnmower. Do you think we're saving enough for retirement? Well, maybe it's time we find somebody to help. Wow! Hey, maybe it's time we buy a home. Richard Lewis, CEO of Core Systems Hawaii, Hawaii's data storage experts. For over 18 years, we've been helping businesses protect their critical data with enterprise IT systems. We've seen all types of service interruptions, from power outages to simple human errors. Core Systems now provides a local disaster recovery managed service utilizing our experience in storage and server virtualization. Call us at 440-5000 to ensure that your data will be there when you need it most. Before you um, were involved in Duty Free, you were involved in the U.S. Army. I was facing the possibility of being drafted in 1965, the height of the Vietnam War. I uh, decided that I was going to join the reserves and uh, continue with my graduate school. And uh, I took a series of tests and I received the telephone call saying that you scored a perfect score on the language aptitudes test. And I said, I think you've got the wrong person. I said, I don't think you, that I could possibly score a perfect score, unless it was a mistake. Uh, I retook it and um, I again scored a, a high score. And the Army offered me an opportunity to uh, go to intelligence school and the Army Language School and Officers Candidate School. So I spent uh, nearly four and a half years in the Army, a wonderful experience. And I'm glad I had the opportunity to do it. When you exited the Army, do you feel that prepared you? Yes, I think that first of all, it uh, 
the leadership skills that one learns in the military, um, I think, apply to life in general. I think it certainly applied to business. And I think it uh, helped me accelerate my career, um, my ability to deal with people, make decisions, uh, the leadership skills that I developed when I was in the, the Army certainly helped me, uh, I think, not only early in my career, but throughout my uh, uh, working career. So after the Army, you went back to school, yes. and you got your Master's in History. How did you choose history after being in the military? I, uh, at the Dimensional Language Institute, I, I studied German, and then I spent uh, nearly two years in German, Germany. And uh, I was fascinated by uh, German history and decided when I left the Army to get a master's degree in, uh, in history, in German history. And then you went on to get your master's MBA. Yes. Um, what made you interested in business after history? I needed to get a job. So for people out there saying, okay, master's in history, how does that actually help you in your business career? I, you know, I learned a lot about uh, uh, people, I've, I think, uh, being a, a generalist uh, in today in business, I think that uh, there's, there's certainly uh, good applications that uh, that uh, help one in the in your business career, in life in general. After you retired, how long did it take before you started your own business? I didn't really start my own business. I came. I retired in 1997, and I was. Uh, uh, I was asked by a very good friend if I would mentor a two uh, uh, entrepreneurs in a, in a startup, a local startup here, and uh, I said, gee, I really don't know anything about the technology. And they said, well, I don't need any help in the technology, but it's really the general business that they need help with. And uh, I uh, spent a great deal of time on them. I spent two or three years with them and at the same time I got involved in one thing led to the other and I began to mentor two or three companies and invest in, in, in a couple of them. And uh, um, I've been uh, mentoring and investing in companies ever since, but I've never really uh, started my own company. But you retired at a really young age. I mean, you retired at 51 years of age. Were you just itching to get back at the work, in the work field? I really didn't have any plans other than to uh, retire and, and, and travel. Um, but I, um, I gradually got back into, uh, through this mentoring process, I got involved in a number of companies and invested. I invested in a company in, uh, in Boston with a friend of mine from uh, graduate school. And uh, then I was asked to uh, join uh, Highbeam, which is Hawaii Business uh, Entrepreneurs uh, um, Acceleration Mentors. And uh, I was one of the uh, founding members of Highbeam. And uh, uh, I got involved in working with a lot of the startups and investing in, in most of them. And uh, uh, that has, uh, has increased over time, and it's uh, my mentoring has increased over time. So I, I don't think I really ever had a. I was never felt like I was completely retired, but I always tried to get balance in my life. I tried to never work more than probably ten to fifteen hours a week. So if you're only working ten to fifteen hours a week, how are you determining who are the people you're going to spend your time with? Um, I think right now it, it, it depends on the time. I, I, I'm. I'm a board member of Hoku Scientific, for example, and during their, uh, um, it's, a, it's a public company, and uh, prior to going public, I spent a great deal of time 
at Hoku and with their CEO, Dustin Chindo. And uh, I spent particularly a lot of time doing the IPO process. And uh, probably a little bit less now. And uh, I spend time with uh, four or five other investments. And I probably spend uh, an hour a week, um, if that, mentoring them. They're well enough along that uh, they don't really need my advice, so they don't listen anymore. Amongst the entrepreneurs that you're dealing with, there's a handful of them, right? What are the things that you're seeing that are similar amongst them that make them special, that makes you want to spend time with them? I, I see that there's uh, that they have expertise in the technology, uh, and they but they need help in, in general management, either either with the financial people, uh, recruiting a management team, and and money. I think entrepreneurs generally always need money. Mm -hmm. After retiring from duty-free shops, Kenton returned to the workforce as a mentor. Stay tuned to hear Kenton's advice on entrepreneurship. An entrepreneur must, first of all, have a product. They must uh, develop the business plan. They must secure financing, and then they have to execute. Probably try to squib it, and he does. Ball comes loose, and the Bears have to get out of bounds. Rodgers along the sideline, another one. They're still in deep trouble at midfield. As they get it to Rodgers. They give it back now to the 30. They're down to the 20. Oh, the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. Will it count? And the Bears have won. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. Need help staffing your business? Listen to what some of Hawaii's top employers say about Midweek and the Star Bulletin's Star Classifieds. We're currently expanding, and Star Classified has helped us tremendously with our recruiting efforts. Not only did they bring a quantity of applicants, um, they also brought the quality that we were looking for. anything is possible? I do. I work at Earthlink. I believe internet good can defeat internet evil. The world without spyware, viruses, or online identity theft. I believe in a place where our information can be safe. I won't stop fighting until we get there. We work at Earthlink. And we're making unbelievable things happen every day. It's time to start believing. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Order now and get Earthlink for $29.95 for six months. Hey, did our banker get back to us on those ideas to streamline our cash flow? Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, maybe we need a bank that actually cares about our business. And I've got Grace working on payroll, because I'm going to need it for... You're not going to believe this. Do you know any good business bankers? There are certain characteristics or traits that, are, that we need to be working on as entrepreneurs to be able to hit that kind of success, or, or just working you on You know, entrepreneurs are, are different. Um, they run uh, different businesses. I have a son who's an entrepreneur, and uh, I think uh, having a vision and having uh, uh, the perseverance and having being able to overcome obstacles, because an entrepreneur, they're always going to become obstacles, whether it's securing financing for the business, uh, whether it's uh, 
product disappointments, but uh, you, you, you've got to uh, get through those problems, you've got to overcome them, and uh, I think that that's something that uh, our uh, entrepreneur community has done very well in Hawaii. So speaking of your son, Chris Eldridge, who is the owner of America's Mattress, you said he's entrepreneurial. So when he first came to you with all of these business ideas, because he was also involved in other businesses, what was your reaction to that? Were you just all for it, supportive, and, you know, let me also mentor you as a father? What happened with that? I said, you'll never make a dime. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, his first business, uh, when he came back, to, he's been an entrepreneur all his life, and uh, uh, he uh, he started businesses in Seattle, and uh, first one doing very well, and uh, uh, the second one not so well, and then decided to come back to Hawaii, and uh, I had uh, encouraged him to take another route to uh, go to graduate school, and uh, he decided that he was going to continue with his entrepreneurial endeavors, and came back to Hawaii. and. He was uh, in a storage business and uh, then started the mattress business. And I guess, as you know, he, uh, he with a number of his other friends, uh, built uh, uh, what originally was port box storage and bought file minders from the McNaughton Group and built that up and sold it. And then uh, he's uh, uh, continued to build his uh, mattress business. I see him more on television than I do in person. <laughs> so being that you have a son that's an entrepreneur and he's continuing to build his career, um, for our other entrepreneurs, what advice, what are the top five advice that you can give us um, to be successful in our businesses, in our careers, or as an entrepreneur? You know, a lot of people come to me and say, I really want to be an entrepreneur. But they really, I think, first of all, they don't, uh, um, they don't have a clear idea of what an entrepreneur is. An entrepreneur must, first of all, have a product. They must uh, develop the business plan. They must secure financing. And then they have to execute. I think those are the four most important parts of uh, elements of uh, being a successful entrepreneur. And I think that, that entrepreneurs, until you've done it, you don't realize how demanding it is and, how, and the perseverance required to do it. I'm, I'm, I admire entrepreneurs. I, 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 with all the ones that I, I work with and the ones that have survived uh, and, and have become very successful, it's, it's through perseverance, it's overcoming all these issues, and it's sticking with that vision. So would you say that some of the ones that you may have seen or had an experience with, the ones that don't succeed, is it because they don't have that perseverance to push on when a challenge might come across their way? Or what is the problem where somebody may you know, fail? I think a lot of it has to do with money. I think an entrepreneur doesn't realize how much money it takes to be successful. And uh, I think that's the one of the, the perhaps the most important the reason why people fail. But you, as a mentor, you must be able to support and encourage entrepreneurs. When they come up with a problem or they fail, it's that's a learning experience. Every failure is a learning experience. So do you think that um, hard work could help to have somebody succeed or a company succeed? Sometimes you don't have a lot of capital or a lot of money to go behind your idea or your product, but you do have a lot of energy then I think that it's important for you to find someone or um, a group of people who are going to support you. And uh, I think it's important for entrepreneurs to, to have those mentors that, mentors that not only can they bounce ideas off of, but they can help them with uh, the, the, the financing of their uh, project. You did community things as you were working for a corporation. You do community things now. Why? 
Why, is, why do you do that? I think it's very important to give back to your community. Uh, when I was here, um, when I worked for Duty Free in the 80s, I was involved in uh, nonprofits. Uh, Duty Free encouraged us to be involved in nonprofits. I was in the board of the Food Bank and Child and Family Service. And uh, I, um, I spent uh, a great deal of time on both of them. And uh, um, I think I, I got more back than I gave. Uh, to see the projects that uh, Child and Family Services do and the great contribution uh, the people who work for Child and Family Services make in this community had a tremendous impression on me. Same with the food bank. And as I left to go on to uh, um, Alaska, I continued my nonprofit work. And then in, in Asia, I didn't have the opportunity to be involved. Uh, the language barrier uh, was the foremost uh, problem. Mm -hmm. But uh, I retired, and, and I have um, I've been involved in a, a number of boards. Uh, indirectly involved with uh, the Boys and Girls Club. My wife was on the board, I think, for eight years, and I've been in directly involved with that. And the, the job that Boys and Girls Club do, not only in this community, but around the country, is, 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 is just terrific. I spend a great deal of time because I really want to. I, I really feel it's important for people to give back. And I think people that are retired and have the time they really should. They don't, they don't realize how important it is to give and to, to interact with the community and see what these nonprofits do for people in Hawaii or the community in which they live. And uh, to me, it's just uh, it's so satisfying to, to participate and uh, to, to work with the people and, and see the results. So do you think that, I mean, besides good feeling and, and so on, that as a business leader, it's almost your uh, obligation to do that? I believe it is. And I think it's uh, shared with a lot of people in our business community. I think our business community is very, very good and very, very supportive. I, I never felt that way when I was working in some of the bigger cities like New York and Los Angeles, but I do here. Up next, Kenton shares his last bit of advice on why getting involved in the community can make a difference. I get more satisfaction, I think, at this stage in my life of giving back to nonprofits because I think you can really make a difference. So where do you think we'll be 20 years from now? Be right here working on this lawnmower. Do you think we're saving enough for retirement? Well, maybe it's time we find somebody to help. Wow! Hey, maybe it's time we buy a home. try to swim it and he does ball comes loose and the bears have to get out of bounds rogers along the sideline another one they're still in deep trouble at midfield as they get it to rogers they give it back now to the 30 they're down to the 20 all oh, the band is out on the field he's going to go into the end zone will it count and the bears have won the most amazing sensational dramatic heart-rending exciting thrilling finish in the history of college football Hi, I'm Richard Lewis, CEO of Core Systems Hawaii, Hawaii's data storage experts. For over 18 years, we've been helping businesses protect their critical data with enterprise IT systems. We've seen all types of service interruptions, from power outages to simple human errors. Core Systems now provides a local disaster recovery managed service utilizing our experience in storage and server virtualization. Call us at 440-5000 to ensure that your data will be there when you need it most.
Would you consider yourself lucky? I consider myself very, very lucky. And I think, uh, um, I think my career is, uh, I've been a very lucky person in having, working for very, very good people, uh, for very good companies. I consider myself very, <coughs> excuse me, very fortunate in having the opportunity to work for Duty Free. It was a great company and I, I almost passed on it. So I, I'm thankful to my son for, for, for bringing me to Hawaii. <laughs> Raising um, Chris, your son, what were some important lessons that you wanted him to learn growing up so that you knew he'd be a successful citizen in our community? Gosh, that's a very difficult question. I think that, uh, I, I think that uh, Chris was a very easy, uh, he, was, he, was, he was problem free. Uh, he was always very independent from the uh, early on. And I think, I think that the most, important way that we supported him was was he, he was taught independence and how and, and I think that that manifested itself in the fact he's an entrepreneur now his friends will say back in his sophomore year people teacher is one of the teachers asked what he wanted what they wanted to be and there's a doctor a lawyer and in his sophomore year he said I want to be an entrepreneur and I always thought that was very interesting but I think that uh, um, being a good person and uh, being independent, being an independent thinker were the most important things that uh, we taught him, and I think uh, hopefully taught him well. What would you say has been your greatest life accomplishment so far? Finishing the Iron Man. <laughs> that was an interesting story. I had, uh, I had, uh, um, I couldn't uh, swim very well, and uh, um, as part of it, when I retired, I found that um, I missed the interaction with, with, with friends, with, with my colleagues. And uh, I, uh, I joined uh, uh, Boca Hawaii. I met uh, Howell Boca and began training with Howell, gosh, I guess it's been seven or eight years now. And I have formed uh, many friendships. I have uh, and uh, spent a great deal of time uh, uh, running or biking with them. And I think that that's, uh, that's something that's uh, been very, uh, satisfying for me. Um, we do it, uh, uh, I, I, as I said, I couldn't uh, have uh, done an Ironman without them. If there was one message that you would like our viewership and listenership to get from today's interview, what would that one message be? I think it's giving back to the community. Whether we give it, uh, whether we do it by mentoring uh, our business colleagues, whether we get involved with uh, nonprofits, um, the message I have is that it's important for all of us to, to give back. Um, I, I get more satisfaction, I think, at this stage in my life of giving back to nonprofits because I think you can really make a difference. I would uh, encourage everybody to spend time. It's more than just giving money. It's giving of your time and, and to, to help uh, uh, make Hawaii a better place to live. Thank you so much, Kenton, for joining us today on Greater Good TV. Very nice to be here, and thank you for having me. And thank you so much for joining us today on Greater Good TV. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodtelevision.com. Please join us again for another episode of Greater Good TV. Greater Good TV has been proudly presented by Central Pacific Bank, fiercely loyal banking.